All right, everybody, welcome to BO Boys for Monday, April 4th. Fuck it, it's a raw feed. We're doing it live. I'm Clayton. Yeah, I'm Pat. And Pat, wowie zowie, we're back in New York City. Yeah, we were boots on the ground at the uh, epicenter of uh, box office, The Grove, but now we are boots on the ground at the epicenter of culture, New York City. So yep. we're back. We are back. back. In the New York Grove. So let's just rip into this. I'm going to do a quick top five plow here. And we're starting with a new number one movie. The long-delayed Morbius made $39 million in its first weekend. Number two, The Lost City made $14.7 million, down 52%, added 30 theaters. It's now at 544 in its second weekend. Number three, The Batman made $11 million, $11 million down 46%. It lost 235 theaters. It is at $349 million in its fifth frame. Number four, Uncharted made $3.6 million down only 27%, lost 352 theaters. In its seventh weekend, it is at 138 million. Number five, this thing won't go away. Spider-Man No Way Home made $1.4 million, down 28%. It lost 298 theaters. It's at $802 million in its 16th weekend. That is your top five. Wow. And and you know what? I'm just going to throw in... One more there, number six, the dog run continued, and it got over 60 million domestic, 1.3 million this past weekend, so it's at 60 million and change. So you know what? I'm just going to do this right now. I got to clap for this dog run. We should have, do you know how to dog whistle? You should have whistled. Well, I am dog whistling right now, but only dogs could hear it. So the only the only ones who hear that are the dogs uh, who listen to this podcast, who are who are legion. Hmm. So, what? Okay, number one. Yes, you nailed it. Yeah, I mean, listen, I didn't come onto this episode with the intention of patting myself on the back and bragging, but while we're here. Yes, I nailed it. I last week my prediction for the opening weekend of Morbius was thirty-nine million dollars. And early in this weekend, after the Thursday night previews, some people were saying, Oh, it looks like this'll get to high forties, maybe fifty. And then the Saturday, the Friday numbers started coming in on Saturday morning, and it was looking like forty one million was gonna be what it what it came out to. And then over the weekend, that was what was out there, and I uh, went on Twitter, replied to our good friend Jeff Bockett of, of Exhibitor Relations Co., and I said, come Monday morning, come the moment of truth, when the final numbers are in, I will be proved correct, this will be $39 million. Jeff believed me, he said, I, 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 I believe in you, and sure enough, here we are, I nailed it 100%, $39 million from Morbius. My my spidey senses were up for this one. I knew it was going to way underperform, and it did. 
Yeah, so I went 42. I thought mm-hmm. the premium screens would push this into the 40s, but barely. At one point, it was around like 41, so we would wo- both could have been partially right-ish. But mm-hmm. the fact that there's a three in front of this means that you nailed it because 39 does not look as good as 40. No, no. So, so will... <sighs> Are we saying that this is a disappointing number? This is where, I mean, I did predict this, so it is in some ways where we thought it would be. Or is this a is this a disaster? You know, let's start uh, there. Is this, is Morbius a disaster? No, this is by no, <clears throat> pardon me, Rafid, fuck it. There's, yeah, we're doing it live. Yeah, we're doing it live. Uh it's by no means a disaster. I think this only had a $75 million budget. Some are saying mm-hmm. 80, 83. This mm-hmm. isn't a Marvel-sized budget, mm-hmm. like $100 million or $150, $200. So Sony's doing a good job with keeping this these things budget-wise okay. I think that they knew what they had a little bit here. Mm-hmm. Because it really was only tracking 40 to 50. So the highest this really could have gone was 50. Mm-hmm. The buzz on it wasn't great. Jared Leto is one of those guys that seems to be more talked about than actually liked. In the sense that he doesn't really draw people in in starring roles. Right. And, and I don't think he's one of those polarizing figures where you love him or you hate him. I don't know that many people love Jared Leto. You know, to be polarizing, you have to be pulled strongly in two equal and opposite directions. And I think for the most part, Jared Leto was pretty much pulled in one direction, which is dislike. You know, I I, I don't think he, and it is clear, this was his first big franchise like he's he's played the joker in the suicide squad movies but he's kind of a non-entity in that that was a will smith movie and so this was the first time jared leto was getting you know a big action franchise on his back and it made 39 million but for these type of movies that is pretty low you know i know they kept the budget low so they're not going to take a bath on this but when you also when you see you know, the, the low budget keep getting touted out there early and often. That is also part of the game that Sony's playing of trying to get it out there that, oh, we're not going to lose a ton of money on this. We only spent $70 million. But you know what? It's a superhero movie in the Spider-Man universe in a, in a year in which Venom had opened at over $90 million. Spider-Man No Way Home is at $800 million domestic. So... The the you should have been able to open bigger on Morbius just on the fumes of Spider Man. This movie uh, should have been able to open bigger, except that Jared Leto is not a beloved star, and the trailers were really really bad. Yeah, well, women gave this the best grade of all people who graded this, although okay. it did end up with a cinema score of a C, correct? Oh my, that is that is really bad. Because cinema scores usually default to B plus if at a, as a baseline. 
B plus is bad. Like B plus is right. uh, the studio's upset if they get a B plus. Right. Cinema uh, scores are like a a Harvard curve in which if you're not getting an A, you're a, you're a doofus. You know, you're a loser. You're getting smacked around. Well, I have no understanding of the Ivy Leagues because I'm a, a brown bagger. I'm a lunch boxer. Yes. Yes. You know, you're so famously really... from a, a football school, not a not a book school. Absolutely. Yeah. So yeah. I don't really understand the reference, but I'm 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 assuming that you you are correctly talking about something that you have experience with. Yes. Yes. They. Uh, what I'm saying is, it's it's a school that gets everyone gets very high grades. So if you're okay. getting a, a, a mediocre grade, you're actually an idiot. And you know, Morbius got idiot level cinema score. Uh, uh, grades. Yes. And and I think the other thing, and we talked about this, I think, extensively last episode, that it's a confused premise because even yes. I, as somebody who was a comic book fan when I was a child, when when it was appropriate, mm-hmm. I, I knew of Morbius, but I knew him as a... I mean, he's a... If you're talking tiers and we're going ABC, he might even be a D-tier character. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And they've always tried to push him and make him a star of his own book and things like that. And it never really took off. So we had the talk about how Venom is 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 the closest thing to Joker that Spider-Man has in terms of popularity. So that's why you can't look at Venom and Morbius and grade them the same. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. I, But I do I, – we were talking about this off mic yesterday – during a, a, a stupendous WrestleMania, which we'll get to, mm-hmm. the WrestleMania effect on this movie, we were just talking about how you weren't even sure it was a vampire. Th- that That is, I think, the biggest failing of this movie. Because, you know what? With these superhero movies, the stars often don't matter. So it doesn't really matter that Jared Leto uh, is not beloved and is not even polarizing the big problem with Morbius is that we never understood fully what the hook of this movie is. Like, I am still blown away, and I've seen this trailer just pretty much regularly, almost every day for the last two and a half years, and I still never grasped that Morbius is supposed to be a vampire, that this is a movie about a vampire who is a superhero. Mm-hmm. You know, somehow the trailers never conveyed that, and it, it, I'm taking a look right now at an email from our uh, uh, stupendous wannabe old boy, Austin. And he wrote, uh, he saw Morbius. And the thing that he keeps talking about is that basically what they ended up giving you was a generic action hero. And that is not going to cut it. You know, that, 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 that was his big takeaway from this is that you can't just give generic action hero, especially when it's being played by Jared Leto, yes. and think that's going to draw Venom level. Because listen, we're not looking for Spider-Man level opening weekend. We're not looking for Morbius to hit triple digits. But Venom opening to $90 million and Morbius opening to 39 that is clearly a missed opportunity. Morbius, again, on the fumes of these movies should have been able to open at 60 or $70 million. Oh. And I think the marketing on this just, it's there. The audience was there. They want to see these Spidey-related movies. 
And I'm not saying they would have liked it. I'm not saying the second weekend would have held in any way. But just based off of being connected to those movies, Morbius should have opened at least 20 or $30 million higher than it did. This was, to me, a failure of, of marketing this movie. And also, that is a terrible movie. I haven't seen it, but, you know, word on the street. Yeah, yeah. Critically, it's not doing well, but that doesn't really matter much. No, but, that cinema score number. Mm-hmm, that that really tells the story. Yeah, and you know, Sony's really trying to make this Sinister Six movie happen at some mm-hmm. point, and mm-hmm. they've got the Craven the Hunter movie in the pipeline, and this smacks a little bit of Universal's dark universe. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. attempt mm-hmm. here where they think oh we're just going to use all these characters that nobody really cares about anymore and then team them up and they've been trying to do a Sinister Six movie since Andrew Garfield was Spider-Man oh wow that's a long so time they, ago th- this uh, has been I mean our Andrew Garfield hasn't been Spider-Man since last December mm-hmm. well when he originally was Spider-Man gotcha, but someone's gotcha. got to bug up their patoot for a Sinister Six movie and seems like it's still on track but you know after Morbius and then if this Craven movie comes out and underperforms I don't know if that's a smart a smart move they got Madam Web which is uh, gonna have Sidney Sweeney in it okay I mean but the yeah Morbius opening to 39 million I mean I hope they've copyrighted Sinister Five because you maybe want to do that movie without Morbius at this point. Well, it it wouldn't be it wouldn't have the two S's, so they would have to then either go up to seven and have two more movies with different characters. Right, right. Or or it's Fantastic Five, but I don't know. Right now, Fantastic is is has been kind of poison at the box office between the Fantastic Four movies and. These Fantastic Beasts, which we're going to get to in a couple of weeks. So you probably want to stay away from the word fantastic. Here's a word that I'll throw out there. Stupendous. Stupendous six. But the problem with that is it's still six. That means you still have to have Morbius in there. Mm -hmm. Sinister isn't the problem. It is the, the having six in there means that you've got to bring back Jared Leto's Morbius. That that is the bigger problem. Well, well, let's then jump to another reason why why we both think that this film underperformed. Mm, sure. This was WrestleMania weekend. Yes. Yes. So yes. not only Saturday and Sunday, but the whole weekend was just wrestling, wrestling. Even, even if it wasn't WWE, there was wrestling going on everywhere. Yes. Yes. There were, there were uh, uh, males between the ages of 12 and 60 who just had their schedules filled this weekend with pro wrestling. And I listen, we both we watched both nights mm-hmm. and the the we, as we were watching it, we knew we were watching it live raw Fuck feed it. and as we were watching the entire crew of Jackass, San Stevo, but you had Johnny Knoxville there, you had uh, party Boy, Chris Pontius, in full Party Boy regalia. You had Wee Man pulling off one of the most athletic feats we'd ever seen, which is pulling off a body slam. And we watched this jackass crew at WrestleMania amongst many other stars and celebrities. And we knew 
that the audience for Morbius was not at Morbius. They were, and we're not the Streamo boys, but that audience was streaming WrestleMania weekend on Peacock. And and this was going to be a problem for Morbius. And, and we were right. I, I really think that the WrestleMania audience decided to stay home and watch real movie stars, the Jackass crew, and Logan Paul, and, and you know, Stone Cold Steve Austin and others, mm-hmm. instead of going to see Morbius. Yeah, I, I totally agree. The, the crossover between the fan bases mm-hmm. is so big. Yes. That it was a decision. Because honestly, I was curious about Morbius. Mm-hmm. And since I have the regal... Whatever it's called, it's 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 not a list. A list is AMC and it's the best. Whatever I have that uh, I'm I'm tied to for another few months, mm-hmm. I thought, you know, the, maybe, the regal anchor. Yeah, the regal anchor anchor service. Mm-hmm. I was thinking, you know, maybe I get to the movie theater early on Saturday or Sunday and watch this movie. So when I come on the Bo Boys. On Monday, I can know what the deal is. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But we, you know, Saturday, we stayed out late watching wrestling. Mm-hmm, I was recovering mm-hmm. Sunday morning. Right. It takes just a lot out of you. In time to get to that second WrestleMania night, which mm-hmm. was stupendous. Mm-hmm. And so it really did become a Morbius or WrestleMania decision for me. Right. And of course I chose WrestleMania. Yes, yes. Because, again, aside from it being a stupendous event, they had true movie stars there. They had the Jackass crew involved in one of the main events. Mm Mm-hmm. You know, and that is... That that's going to be where that audience goes. That male yeah. audience between the ages of twelve and and sixty, they are going to go where the movie stars are. They're going to go watch Johnny Knoxville, Chris Pontius, and and Wee Man, and Dark Shark was there. Yeah, and uh, was there anyone else from the Jackass crew? I think Rachel yeah, Wolfson well, was in the crowd, and we, we and, did uh, spot Rachel Wolfson, uh, Jeff Tremaine, their fearless right. leader, director. Right. Right, so there. so there, they were all there, and that is where that male audience was going to go, especially with what the cinema score was, what the reviews were, the fact that it didn't seem, you know, word was getting out that it actually, Morbius did not have, uh, you know, major buzzworthy uh, uh, stingers and cameos in the film. It, it was pretty much a standalone movie that didn't feel essential. I mean, let, let's just uh, talk about what a missed opportunity. Because w- when Morbius kept getting pushed back, the thought was, okay, they're going to be filming some major Venom, some major Spidey things to put in this movie. And then word quickly got out once the movie came out that Morbius was truly a standalone film that did not have those elements. And, well, and it's n- it's not standalone, but it uh, from what we know, it doesn't have any of those big ones that you yes, want to see. Yes, it yes, is. It, it does have stingers that are connected to the larger universe of the Sony 
Spider-Man villain universe. Right, but it doesn't have the thing that would have drawn people to the movie. Because at this point, the Sony Spider-Man universe has had hit Spider-Man movies and hit Venom movies. So, so if you're if you're basically uh, alluding to other villains that have yet to be revealed, basically, if you, if you don't have Spider-Man and you don't have Venom, those stingers are not going to draw people to the movie theater. Mm-hmm. They'll they'll watch them on YouTube with people filming on their iPhones. You know, they're I, not going to go pay a ticket to go see the stingers that ended up being in this Morbius movie. And speaking of iPhones, you couldn't have gotten Garfield on Zoom, right? For a scene, right. just right. I mean, I I just do think that they had enough time to insert something that could have gotten this over forty five. Yes. Yes. Yeah, it's, listen, they kept their budget low. Sony keeps reminding us that. They've got the word out there, and I, I guess it's true. You know, if, if this movie only costs 70 or $80 million, then it'll probably break even, you know, in the end. But I don't think, based on this, I don't think we're ever getting a Morbius 2. And I think Morbius being part of the Sinister Six is... I guess it'll happen, but it doesn't feel like that's going to be one of the draws. He's he's going to be background. He's number six on the depth chart if he's there. Yeah, I feel that way too. So let's let's do a few quick hits here in the top sure. 10 or 5. Mm-hmm. Lost City down 52. I call that this would have like a 30 to 40% drop, and it dropped bigger than I expected. It did, but 30 or 40 would have been... Such an outlier compared to what big movies have done in the last year or two. You know, if you mm-hmm. open at number one, you're going to drop 50 to 65% in the second weekend. You yeah. know, that it just is what it is. Um, the bigger, the bigger uh, 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 telltale sign will be. What is the hold next weekend? Because I think it's totally fine that this movie dropped 52%. Next weekend is where you want to start to see it really stabilize and drop closer to the 40s. You know, you don't want another 50% drop next weekend and it makes $7 million. And it's already at Mm $54.4 million. Right, right. I mean, right now... It's a movie that 100 is still in reach, but it's going to be tough. It's going to have mm-hmm. to really hold and play for the next two months to hit 100 domestic. But at $54 million at this point, I mean, I think we're looking at a movie that's definitely going to clear 70, possibly 80 or 90, you know, probably 80, and then 90 and 100 start to become the reaches, you know, where if it really, really holds then it still has that shot at 90 to 100 million dollars and then just looking at batman 349 million dollars i mean is 400 possible it's 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 already beat joker in mm-hmm. domestic mm-hmm. which is big and joker was a billion dollar baby mm-hmm. but i think we're on 400 million watch with this movie i think it makes it yeah it's 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 you know it's interesting that Morbius made thirty nine million, 
I mean, it's a lot more than 11 million, but it's, you know, Batman's been out five weeks and it's still made 11 million. Uh, It's it's almost that once Morbius drops next week, you start to wonder, will there be a point in a couple of weeks where Morbius is lower in the top 10 than the Batman? Even though the Batman has been out a month longer. I mean, it's definitely possible. It's definitely possible. We'll watch for that too. Yeah, yeah. So let's move to next weekend because- Let's do it. April is shaping up to be a big, big month. And we're psyched about it because we have actually three movies to talk about. Mm -hmm. Two wide openers Mm -hmm. and a, a little movie that is expanding wide. That has Mm -hmm. a lot of buzz going for it. So let's start with that one because we actually have a number for it here on the charts because it is at number seven. Mm -hmm. Everything, everywhere, all at once made $1 million this weekend. That's Mm -hmm. a, a, a plus of 115%. Because it added 28 theaters. It was only open in 10 theaters. Mm-hmm. And it's now at $1.8 million. And this is a movie that when you look at Box Office Pro, the, the tracking has gone through the roof. Plus 75% for this movie. They're wow. saying it could open... Anywhere from eight to thirteen million dollars, and this is an A twenty four movie. Yeah, that's so. This is a. Uh, uh, it's directed by these directors, the Daniels, whose other movie together was the Farton Corpse movie, Swiss Army Man, with uh, Daniel Radcliffe. A movie that not a lot of people liked. I know we didn't like it. Wasn't a hit, but. This, you know, this, this trailer had people buzzing, you know, we've heard a lot of, a lot of, uh, buzz on this the last couple of months. It has, like you said, done really well in limited release the last two weeks. I mean, that, that, um, per theater average last weekend was $28,000 per theater by far the highest per, uh, theater average, uh, at the box office. So, you know, people are, are are packing it into the 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 places where where they are showing it. Of course, with these limited releases, it's very self selecting. You know, they're putting it in big cities, in places where people are going to be primed to see this sort of type of weird, uh, arty movie. Mm-hmm. But I do think there's something about this movie that could break out because it is got elements of superhero. Uh, 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 genre in it, you know, it's multiverse a multiverse type movie, stuff. and multiverses are hot right now. Morbius didn't really capitalize on it, but of course, the MCU multiverse is hot. You got Doctor Strange, uh, and he's got a multiverse going in a couple of weeks. So, people love multiverses, and this is a multiverse movie. Um, you know, it's got Michelle Yeoh, who is a star much like Jamie Lee Curtis who's in this a star who has been around for a while that people have grown fond of and it has got the actor who played uh data in the goonies 
and he was in uh, Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom. So, like, there is a nostalgia factor here yep. for children of the 80s, which, you know, as a, as a generation that is is alive. So that's good. So there, there are a lot of things going for it, but it is still an A24, you know, weirdo movie. And until that does actually break out wide, I feel like I'm going to have to see it to believe it. Mm, so you are skeptical. Well, I mean, I guess that, you know, box office pro estimate of eight to 13 million. It's not like they're predicting is going to make 30 million next weekend. So could it make 8 million? It could, but that still feels a little high to me, especially with the competition. Mm -hmm. You know, like you said, this is a crowded weekend and, uh, 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 you know, I'm not saying that there is a, uh, a limited portion of pie, but in some ways there is, you know, you, uh, you, you can't have every movie come out and be a hit. So I don't, I don't know. Eight to 13 feels a little high. You well, know, it I, is I, serving, it is serving a demo mm-hmm. here with, it is a predominantly Asian cast. Mm-hmm. And that is a, a pretty underserved demo. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And they may come out for this film in big numbers. Yeah, definitely. I mean, it's always great when a movie like this, you know, g- gives people uh, uh, lead actors and lead characters that they're not normally getting. Uh, and we saw, you know, just last year, Shang-Chi way overperformed, mm-hmm. you know, or or did really well, considering that maybe people were skeptical that, you know, that might've been the first MCU movie bomb. It wasn't Eternals was, but, uh, you know, that did really well by giving people, uh, uh, actors that you normally don't get as the lead of big movies. So this might do that. Um, but again, it's a 24, you know, a 24 is very good at creating buzz for things that don't necessarily break out at the box office. So, I, I I think I need to see that first weekend where it hits 10 million before I believe it's going to happen. And their trailers are notorious, notoriously misleading, and that is something that people know. It, it yes. got cemented with the Green Knight recently. Yep. And so yep. some people may see that trailer and think, fool me once, shame on me. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Fool me twice, shame on me again. Because as I've always said, if you get fooled, it's always your fault. Yes, yes. So but they may that say is that. a factor. The A twenty four scam trailer factor is is definitely at play. I mean, they have an incredible trailer team. They do make great trailers, but audiences have really started to catch on that the movies are not as. Uh, uh, are, are often not the same genre as what the trailer mm-hmm. is telling them it is. You know, so I do believe, I do believe that Everything Everywhere All at Once is a multiverse movie. I fully believe that based on what I've heard from people who have seen the film. But if you're someone who has been scammed by these A24 trailers before 
you know, who thought that some of their small arty dramas were horror movies when in fact they weren't really horror movies, who thought that some of these A24 movies were going to be more action-packed than they end up being. And you see this trailer for Everything Everywhere All at Once, and they, they're making it seem like it's a multiverse movie. I think there's a lot of people who are going to feel like, you know what? A24 is scamming me. This is not a multiverse movie. That might have been why they platformed this. Yes, that's a good point. So that the buzz was, oh, no, it actually is more action-packed than you'd mm-hmm. expect from a trailer right. from A24 that shows a ton of action. Yes, yes, you're right. They they had to let people know with this platform release that this is in fact a it is a multiverse movie we weren't lying in the trailer there are multiverses here you're right this is like the boy who cried wolf having to let the town see him be eaten a little bit so that they would come and save him before the wolf gets to the head Mm -hmm. because he knows they don't believe me i've cried wolf before let me send some video of the wolf eating my foot. Yeah, to you gotta the town. sacrifice a few toes. Right, right. So that's what this platform release is. Okay, you know what? That makes me more optimistic that this could hit. I still I'm still gonna be so surprised if it hits ten million dollars. I mean, that would be I would love it. I would love it. But yeah, we'll see. But that that is true. The fact that there is true word on the street that this is a multiverse movie. That should help. That well, should just definitely to, help. Just to give you some reference, because this feels shocking to me. Mm-hmm. Another movie, not the biggest movie we're going to talk about, mm-hmm. but another big-ish movie with a big-name star mm-hmm. and a big star director, Michael Bay. The movie Ambulance is coming mm-hmm. out this weekend. Yep. And its tracking on Box Office Pro is 12 to 17. So there's a possibility. Box Office Pro believes there's a possibility that everything, everywhere, all at once could outpace Ambulance mm. and out-earn Ambulance mm. at the box office. What yeah. do you think of that? My thought is that in the end, everything everywhere could very well end up making more money total than Ambulance did. Wow, because the highest grossing A24 movies, Uncut Gems, with $50 million. mm -hmm. So you think that everything everywhere all at once could go higher than that? Or you think that Ambulance could go lower than that? I I think it's more that Ambulance could end up only making like 30 to, you know, $36 million total when all is said and done. Well, okay. So because Gyllenhaal is not a butts in the seats star. No, he he is a fine actor for sure. He has got a unique charisma for sure. Um, but, and he's famous. He's definitely very famous, but he's passionate, uh, politically. He's passionate politically for sure. But I think he may be more famous as a 
song lyric, you know, as a mm. as a, a, a as a uh, Taylor Swift muse, then he is as someone who's going to make you, you know, get a babysitter for the kids, park the car, and go to a movie theater, you know, and that that's not he hasn't been chasing that kind of stardom for a while. You know, he the hasn't. Prince of Persia days are long behind him. Obviously, he played uh, a villain in a, in a Spider-Man movie and that kind of thing. But he hasn't been – he's been doing his artier stuff. He's been doing his darker movies, you know, his uh, uh, Nightcrawler-type movies. So Ambulance is – to me, I think that one of the more – I can't remember too many, like, big – Jake Gyllenhaal box office plays in a while. This is this is the first one that feels like this is not an awards movie. This is purely one that they hope is going to be a big hit. Yeah, and it's good to see Michael Bay back on the big screen where he belongs. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But he's been off the big screen for so long that is, I mean, is his fan base mm-hmm. going to leave their houses for him. I mean, that's the big question with all these these guys and gals who go to streaming and then try to pop back on the screen. It's like, has everybody who would watch his movies migrated to home viewership and say, uh, you know, I'll just wait until this comes out on Netflix or wherever it lands. Yeah. I mean, I got to say from these trailers and Ambulance is another one like Morbius that I feel like I've been watching this trailer for a few years from this trailer and from the marketing, this doesn't really read as a big Michael Bay movie in the sense that, you know, he's a driving force to seeing this movie, you know, and and to be honest, I don't know that Michael Bay really has that kind of personal fan base anymore. You know, he's not yeah. Zack Snyder. Mm-hmm. You know, people aren't aren't saying release the Bay cut of uh, Pearl Harbor or anything like that. You know, there doesn't seem to be a lot of Michael Bay-centric movements out there. You know, and, and his thing has been, he's been attached two big franchises for like what the last 15 years you know he's mainly become as a director the guy who directs transformers movies yes that's so true he did you know he did put himself into that corner so you know he's directed his michael bay netflix movie six underground he did the what was the the zombie bank heist movie dawn dead of that's not him Oh, that's Zack Snyder. That's See, again, Snyder. that's the thing. Everyone, it's it's all Zack Snyder all the time. Um, yeah, so Michael Bay, I'm looking at his box office, and as a director, his last movie was Transformers The Last Night in 2017, which only made 130 domestic, which is a huge, huge underperformer for a Transformers movie. Disaster. And, and before that, in 2016, he did the Benghazi action movie, uh, uh, 13 Hours, which only made $52 million domestic, which is pretty bad. I mean, he's produced a million movies. He's the Purge producer. But as a director, 
I mean, it's a bunch of Transformers movies the last decade. Of course, the classic Pain and Gain, which should have been up for Best Picture in 2013, made yeah. $50 million on a low budget. It's his but, most personal work. Yes, yes. Um, but it, it is, he really became the Transformers guy. I mean, since 2007, when he made the first Transformers movie, he's produced a, a ton of movies, but as a director... That was pretty much it. That was his thing. So I don't think he necessarily has some kind of fan base that he's going to bring to Ambulance. I mean, Jake Gyllenhaal, again, great actor, very politically uh, astute, but or at least passionate, 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 very politically passionate. But Jake Gyllenhaal isn't a butts in the seats movie star. He's not Channing Tatum, you know. Well, so, you know, you know who makes this movie a hit? Who? Gary Butler. Oh, yes, yes. If he was in it, yeah, yeah. If if this was a Jerry Butler movie called Ambulance, it probably would have a lower budget. Mm-hmm. Um, but it would it would have a bigger opening weekend because I, you know, looking at this, I think Ambulance is a movie that could open at eleven or twelve million, and I think Jerry Butler. Opens this at sixteen million, and gets it yeah. to gets it to fifty domestic. Yeah. Gerard Butler mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. is a star in this type of film. Yeah, and you're right. If this was lower budgeted, you put you put Gary Butler in there. The butts are in the seats, but I I, I agree with you. I feel like this is going to be on the low end of the tracking. I would not be surprised. Hmm. If this film doesn't make eight or nine, maybe. I mean, we might be looking at Charlie's Angels Mm. situation here. I mean, I think here's the thing. Neither of us are are rooting for that, of course, because we always root for success. And this is the type of movie, you know, because this is a I mean, it's a remake of a of a uh, foreign movie. But Dutch film, this isn't. You know, Ambulance isn't a superhero movie. It's not really IP. You know, it's Mm -hmm. pretty much an original movie, even though it's a remake. It's, you know, it's a movie movie. It's a movie that in the 90s would have just starred, you know, Mel Gibson or or whoever and and just would have been a big movie without being tied to IP. So you always want this type of movie to be a hit, but... It doesn't feel like this is going to be the one that does that. Well, here is another reason why I feel like this movie is not going to perform well. Okay. Because we had a decision to make this weekend. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. What movie are we going to go see on Saturday? Yes, because we are seeing a movie on Saturday. You gotta. You gotta. Yeah. There's no WrestleMania this weekend, no two-night uh, extravaganza, so we're seeing a movie on Saturday. So we decided mm-hmm. not to see this, even though this is probably where the age range that would be the main demo for this film. Oh, 100%. Where the, where the main gender who would yep. go see this film. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And we're probably the main race to see this film, I would think. Uh- because of uh, Michael so. Bay and Gyllenhaal. Sure. I think it's more the the I mean we're definitely the the for sure I think it's an age thing. I think Ambulance 
is going to skew a little older for mm-hmm. sure. And we're, you know, uh, listen, we're young and in, in, at heart, we're young in body, but in terms of box office age, we're, we're on the oldster side. Yeah. And so, yeah, we, we should have been a slam doink to go see Ambulance this weekend. But, but instead, we're seeing the final film we're going to speak about. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Sonic 2, one of the most anticipated sequels, I think, since, uh, I think since the pandemic ended-ish, right? Yes. I mean, if you're, if, if you're not counting superhero movies, Mm -hmm. you know, because of course, Spider-Man is a sequel and, and, you know, Venom, of course, was a sequel, Venom, Let There Be Carnage in October is a sequel, but- Aside from those, I can't think of just a sequel that people have been as excited about in the last year and a half, two years. As because even Five Cream Sonic is 2. a requel. Five Cream is a requel. I mean, Jackass. So there, listen, there have been some big sequels. I mean, there's Halloween Kills, but Sonic 2 is the biggest one we've had in years. Sonic 2 is buzzy. As heck. And the thing is, this movie has the audacity Mm -hmm. to put a number behind it. Mm -hmm. Because that is not something that they do anymore. Scream is not five cream because the five isn't actually there. We say Mm -hmm. it's five cream. Obviously, you know, it's, it's a colloquialism. Right. Jackass forever is a play on Jackass 4, but 4 isn't in the title. No, no. And so Halloween this is Kills a pure... is not Halloween 2. It's Halloween Ex- Kills. Exactly. This is a pure sequel. Old school, mm-hmm. throw a 2 mm-hmm. on the end of it. Yes, I love it. And that's part of the appeal of, of this franchise. It is an old school fun. Mm-hmm. Kids, but also adults could enjoy it franchise. Mm-hmm. Yep. And right now, there ain't nothing for, as we used to say in Hawaii, there ain't nothing for the cakey right now. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. All there is, when we're looking at this top 10, we've got Sing 2 still hanging on, made $878,000. Mm-hmm. It's at $161 million in its 15th weekend, but the kids... Are begging the rats? Oh, they need are their gnashing teeth. their little teeth mm-hmm. for they some want fresh cheese. cheese. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And my God, Sonic Two is that fresh cheese? Yeah, yeah. They have not had cheese, new cheese. You know, they've been munching on old moldy cheese and sing too, but they have not had that new new cheese since December when Sing Two came out. Oh. I mean, th- these rats are starving. Their tummies are just so loud. I can hear their tummies rumbling. And they're back from spring break. Oh, yeah. And they are dying for that cheese. And you don't get cheesier cheese than Sonic 2. You got an animated hedgehog in the lead. You got Jim Carrey doing 90s-style Jim Carrey comedic performance at the center of it. You've got value ads such as Tails from the Sonic franchise is in this movie. You've got, what's the other one character? Knuckles. Knuckles. You've got Knuckles is in here. I mean, this 
is not a morsel for these rats. This is a, a, a chicoutere. Mm. And, and I, I listen, let, let's take a look at what some of the experts are saying right now. You know, I mean, we're the experts of, of, of all, but some of our co-experts, Austin, uh, uh, wannabe old boy Austin, he is predicting, I'm going through here, 72 million for the opening weekend. He says, might be off, but I'm going to go nuts on this one and say $72 million. That number, quote, uh, from Austin, that number is kind of insane, but it's right around where Sonic 1 opened for its four-day, and this is his words, I think the rats are starving for cheese right now. Yes, so that's Austin. Austin's prediction. And want to go to one other expert who is going to be joining us as a guest next weekend on the BO Boys, Danny, the host of I Screen, You Scream, for, and that's number four, for the movies, the host of that new hot podcast, Danny is predicting $71 million opening weekend. He also says, call me crazy if you must. So so people are preemptively declaring insanity before mm-hmm. they give their Sonic 2 opening. Two, it's two different people who've written in and said, call me crazy. Um, but Danny says, call me crazy if you must due to the buzz marketing hype, word of mouth, and how Sing 2 brought a lot of families to the theaters and going to this film, I'm going to say Sonic 2 is going to make at least $71 million opening weekend. So those are two of the wannabe old boy experts out there. They're predicting 70s, you know. Well, and Pat. If, just one other thing. Both of oh, these yeah. wannabe old boys, they are youngsters. You know, not mm-hmm. youngsters that they're rats looking for cheese, but they're you know, as far as we could tell, these are these are guys in their early twenties, maybe even maybe even a little younger than that. But I feel like around twenty. So they are the primo movie going audience. You know, these are the guys who are driving the box office, and they are excited as heck for Sonic Two. That's saying Tom. Well, if seventy is crazy, I don't want to be sane mm-hmm. because. I see that too. I see this being big. Yep. The original Sonic opened to $58 million. That was shocking at the time. And I feel like that was a film that opened up at the right before the pandemic. Mm-hmm. And it mm-hmm. is a sign, it was a movie that people watched and clung to during the pandemic because they mm-hmm. thought, if we could only make it to this sequel. Yes. Yes. There's no way that we live in a timeline where I'm not going to be able to see Sonic 2. Mm-hmm. And that mm-hmm. hope and that belief in something bigger and greater than themselves, I think, got a lot of people through a very hard time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Physically, mentally, et cetera, et cetera. Spiritually, yes. Spiritually, of course. And so I think the families are going to come out. Cakey are going to come out. Rats mm-hmm. needing their cheese. Mm-hmm. Us people with no kids who love the first one are going to yes. come out. Yes, yes. Because we want Jim Carrey doing his 90s comedy uh, uh, star turn. And, you know, James Marsden, great, yep. solid, solid lead. 
Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Never going to be a star, but just incredibly fun to watch on screen. Mm-hmm. And I think this movie is going to do in the 70s as well. I, I can't see. There, there's this tracking on Box Office Pro at a ludicrous 45 to 65. Ah, that's silly. It's silly. Oh, I'm sorry. It's 45 to 60. Yeah. Which is even no. sillier, right? I can't see. Listen, I don't want to live in a world where this movie makes 45. No, no, no. Not after Morbius just made 39. I mean, that's, Be- that's. Yeah. I think we're still in a time where people are playing it safe because really little kids I don't think can get vaccinated yet and all that, et cetera, et cetera. But kids under 12 can, right? Yes, yes. I think it's, I think, I think any five or older, you you, you could walk into a CVS. You know, you could get on a tricycle, go to a CVS and, and get yourself a, a poke in the arm if you're yeah, five exactly. years old or older. They give you a lollipop, everything's good. Yeah. I think that's something that they're still, it's still in the back of people's heads that this is going to matter. So you that, in the back of, of, of the box office trackers heads. The trackers heads. Oh, it's the not, trackers heads. Yeah. Regular people are now over it mm-hmm. to the degree that if they want to see this film, they're going to see this film. The only yes. reason this would go under 45 is because they don't like tails and they don't care about knuckles. And I don't right, believe right. that. I don't believe that either. You know, this is a sequel that is coming off of a well-liked original hit. You know, this is not going to, to me, fall into what uh, box office legend Scott Mendelson of Forbes calls the Tomb Raider trap. That is mm-hmm. his term for when a movie is a huge hit, but it is bad and not liked. And then the sequel bombs, and oftentimes the sequel is better than the original, but the sequel bombs because people didn't like the first one. Yes. And I don't see Sonic falling into the Tomb Raider trap because reviews were pretty good. Audience uh, 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 scores were very high. People liked that first movie. This is a breakout sequel. This is not a Tomb Raider trap sequel. This is a sequel that is going to open bigger than the first one. It may or may not hold as well as the first one because Sonic 1 did uh, hold really well until the pandemic hit. Yeah. But I think it is going to open much bigger. So that's 70 million, 72 million that you're predicting, that Austin's predicting, that Danny Escamangi of I Screen, You Scream for the movies is predicting. You're not crazy. The three of you are not crazy because I I know I'm not crazy and I'm also predicting this movie's going to make over 70 million. Wow. Okay, so let's get down to it. Let's let's do our top 5s because Yeah. We both know that Sonic 2 is a slam dunk for number 1. Yes. 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 So, so that's so what's your number? Cuz I I'm going in I think this could go to 73. I'm going to get really nuts. Uh, you know what? I'm going to go really sane, and I'm going to say it hits a clean 75. Wow. 
Wow. Okay. That's 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 incredibly sane. Yeah. So I'm going to go sane. I'm going to say Sonic 2. Well-liked first movie. You got Knuckles. You got Tails coming to the party. It hit 75. So that's number one. Slam okay. doink. Number two is going to have to be Morbius. But I think this one drops like a stone. I mean, I think this movie could have a 60% plus drop, which mm-hmm. would mean that it would drop, God, down to the mid, t- you know, this movie could end up making like $15 million next weekend. Like that, I think it could have that level of drop where it, where it, it drops to about 14 or 15. Um, And I think it just barely beats out the number three movie, which will be Ambulance. I think Ambulance makes like 11 to number three. Then I think okay. number four is is going to be everything everywhere making around. Hmm. You know what? This is, this is tough because Lost City. Could Lost have a very City, sh- small drop. Could have a very small drop. Will Lost City hold and make like nine million to get in there at number four, and then everything everywhere is number five with around like eight million. I'll go with that. I'll go Lost City four and everything everywhere five. It really is. It really could go a lot of ways. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, Ambulance really could completely tank. And end up behind Lost City and everything everywhere all at once. Yeah. It's definitely possible. And then the Batman it's, could have a, a spectacular hold too. It could, but I, I don't think the Batman's going to be in the top five. You know, I feel like... There's just too many the, new movies. Too many new movies. And Sonic 2 is going to be an audience that really cuts into the Batman you know, uh, Morbius is already probably cutting into the Batman a little bit. So I, I think the Batman is going to start to fall harder than it had the last few weeks. It'll probably lose a lot of theaters to Sonic. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I mean, listen, I'm not super confident with the back end of this top five, um, but I'll go with Sonic 1, Morbius 2, Ambulance three, Lost City four, and and uh, everything everywhere five. But if, if if Ambulance ends up at number five, I won't be surprised. Okay, so I'm going Sonic mm-hmm. with a seventy three. Mm-hmm. Then Morbius, it would have to be a complete total collapse and disaster for Morbius not to be number two, mm-hmm. or a way way overperformance for something like Ambulance. Right. Which I don't see happening. So my number two is Morbius. Number three, I will say, is Ambulance. Mm-hmm. But then I'm going to go everything, everywhere, all at once, and then the Lost City. Okay. Because I have confidence. I hope I hope the hold is really great for the Lost City. Mm-hmm. But I also help, hope that everything, everywhere, all at once does overperform in a fun way. Yeah. Listen, it would be great. It would be great. I, I I do think we'll see in the next couple of weeks 
that ambulance is going to then fall way lower. You know, I think this will be the one week that ambulance finishes ahead of Lost City and of everything everywhere all at once. I think after mm-hmm. this week, those movies hold and ambulance just drops down to like number seven in a couple of weeks. Yeah. You know, seven or eight. All right, Pebble, we did it. I, I cannot wait for this weekend. I can't wait to see Sonic 2. I can't wait to see these numbers. Yeah, this is going to be great. It's really heating so, up. It's really heating up. It's summer in the springtime right now. I mean, you look at this this April, I think there's going to be some big movies we'll talk about that are that are going to bomb, but they they these are big, big, honking big movies that are coming out the next few weeks. So it's, it's a stupendous time of year. Yes. Yes. And next week, like I said, we've got a very special guest. We've got Danny from uh, I Screen, You Scream, comma, for number four, the movies. And uh, so listen to that podcast. He's doing great work over there. He's, you know, he's one man. We're two B.O. boys. He's one man talking every week just into a microphone all by himself about these movies he's seeing. He'll be seeing... Sonic 2 this weekend. We'll both be seeing Sonic 2 this weekend. And next week right here, we're going to go over that opening weekend. We'll give our thoughts on the film, how that relates to its performance. So, I mean, next week's show is going to be huge. Plus, what is coming out the following week? We'll be looking ahead to uh, Father Stew is coming out the following week and Fantastic Beasts. Oh. is coming out. So we'll be previewing both of those opening weekends right here next week on the BO Boys. All right, Pat. Well, where can they email us? Email us at the BO Boys Podcast at gmail.com. You know, look look at some of the emails we read this week. We read something from Danny. We read something from Austin. They both emailed saying they might be crazy. And right here on the BO Boys we analyzed them, and we gave them the all clear. They are not crazy. So if you think you are crazy, email the Bo Boys Podcast at gmail.com, and we will analyze you and give you an answer. Absolutely. Well, Pat, I don't think there's anything left to say except until next time. We'll, we'll smell, smell you at the. Box Box office. office. Nailed Nailed it. it.